0: Good morning, we have been listening to a prophetic song this morning, so shall we all stand up in the reading of the word? I'm going to be reading the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 16 and 1 Corinthians one, eighteen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So Father, we thank you today, Lord, for the privilege of breaking your word. We give permission to your word to infiltrate our thinking, transforms our heart, and cleanse Father God every area of our life. We ask you, Father God, today that we are going to see the truth and embrace in, the, in another dimension of understanding the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father God, that today you are doing a work in the midst of us, in our country, in our church, in our homes, in our family, in every area of our lives. Because the power of the gospel is the power of God. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, I want to just share a little something That the Lord put in my heart this morning At four o'clock this morning And I want to Our worship team Has declared that to us today In the book of Exodus chapter 14 Verse 13 to 14 Do not be afraid Stand firm and you will see The deliverance of the Lord That he will bring to you today The enemy that you see today, you will never see again. And the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Because this is the culmination that God is doing, the exposure of the enemy's dominion in the infiltration of our country. And we are going to start seeing the culmination of the war. And I believe the Lord would like to declare to you today that it is happening in your hearing. So today I want to talk to you about Breakthrough. Our pastor has been declaring, preparing us, that Valley Community Church is going to participate with what God is doing in this country and the world because this is your decade. This is the church's decade. The gospel, the power of God, the power of metanoia, repentance. Repentance. We need to not only preach it, but we need to receive the uncompromising message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That Paul said that if another or, or anyone or an angel will come and preach another gospel, even an angel, he said, let them be accursed. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. So chill. It is not about your preaching style. (laughs) It's not about your knowing Greek or Hebrew. It is really the power of the gospel. For this message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For those of you who are listening today and those of you who are here God is inviting you to receive that power. I was witnessing to somebody many years ago, and he was making fun of the gospel. So I said, I need to stop talking to you because I guess you are the perishing. And he looked at me and he says, what do you mean? Because you don't respect this gospel. And if you do not respect this gospel, it is not power to you. It is foolishness. So it's waste of time continuing our conversation. And of course, we continued the conversation because we asked for it. And he got saved that day. (laughs) Because this is not for your entertainment. This is not, uh, you know, to make you feel happy. This is to convict you. This is to confront you with the power of the gospel that demands metanoia repentance. Metanoia is a word to repent. It is to turn around 180 degrees, to turn back with an outside action that the world can see. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nation and then the end will come. The gospel has marked the calendars of men. It is good for you and I to be a good steward of, our, of God's creation, but... This gospel cannot be watered down by climate change or the Green Revolution. Because this gospel is going to infiltrate your mind. This gospel is going to change your lifestyle. This gospel is going to change your plans, adjust your focus, and infiltrate even your pocketbooks. If it is not happening, then you are listening to another gospel. I was confronted with this gospel 50 years ago. And it transformed every plan that I had for my future. Because this gospel is going to be preached until God's finished gathering his bride, molding his bride without spot and wrinkle, and making sure that his bride, his church, preaches the gospel to the world. This is not going to be a decision by politicians that the end is going to come. Because they decide that it's Green Revolution. It's the gospel that makes a decision for your life and my life. And if we are thinking that the other way, then we need to repent. Because God is saying, I'm the one that's making a decision to the calendars of your lives. It says that, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Exclamation. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Exclamation. Because this gospel is going to make you and me, from corruptible to incorruptible. From old creation to new creation. The new creation That they just not just get the breath because God breathed into a man that's formed from the ground. But this new creation is the breathing of the Holy Spirit who has faced death, life and resurrection. And this is the breath that you and I have today. That's why we are called the new creation. This is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you and I have not been changed if our eyes has not been washed from evil and pornography if our ears has not been cleansed from gossip and murmuring and if our taste bud has not been transformed then we have been jet because the gospel is the power of god that changes you in every area of your life because the book of James, 2 Timothy said that there's going to be terrible times that's going to come. The one of those things that they, they wrote is that having a form of godliness but denying its power. God has given you and me the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Fifty years ago, I was confronted with this gospel. <clears throat> I was going to church. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't date. Bibles under my pillow, a prayer in our homes. But somebody confronted me with a gospel that said, You believe in God, the devils also believe in Him, that He shakes upon that name. 50 years ago, I was confronted with this gospel that transformed me. A few weeks ago, we celebrated a Jubilee, my college reunion. In my radical years. You see, the world does not forget what you did. I thought I have repented already of my past. But they remembered <clears throat> how we as a radical student run our whole university. Somebody said, do you remember when you told me, when you told us to go and strike and go on a hunger strike? I was hungry for three days waiting for food. And I told him, I said, but the Lord already forgave me. And I thought that I was already asked God. And God told me, I am giving you a chance to fix your resume. Allowing your present to change your past. And allowing your present to invite the future to invade your life. Because gospel has to be sustainable. It has to be The same that you sing in the song that says, I keep falling in love with you over and over and over again. And it gets sweeter as the days go by. If the gospel is not good news to you over and over and over again, God is demanding from you a repentance, a metanoia power of repentance. Breakthrough is the power of the metanoia repentance. Because you are a repentance away from your breakthrough. I want to say that again. This is your decade. This is your time. If it is not, then when? God is asking you that when you are going to decide when you are going to come in the total repentance and bowing your knee to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, this is your decade. It is a breakthrough that Pastor is talking about preparing us, this church. It is a military movement that is going to advance all the way through and beyond the enemy's front line defense. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, that's repentance, then I will hear, I will forgive, and I will heal. We need to stop delegating our responsibility to the wicked. God is not waiting for Hollywood to repent. He is not waiting for our politicians to repent. He is waiting for the church, the bride of Jesus Christ, to repent. His people called by his name. Because the wicked will still be more wicked. We need to stop preaching the watered down, politically correct, powerless message. It's a Disneyland mindset of make-believe without the power of metanoia. <clears throat> because the, I you know, as a new Christian. I was reading in the book of Acts. I, w- I should always say somewhere in the Bible because the Lord gives me all these scriptures. I told the Lord, Lord, when you give me something, you need to back it up. So that's why I have a lot of scriptures. But God says, just tell them somewhere in the Bible. Well, somewhere in the Bible, in the book of Acts. <clears throat> the Asia Minor Peninsula was rich for the gospel in a very short time. And when I was reading that, my heart was gripped. And I said, if you can do that for Asia Minor Peninsula, you can do that for my home, for my family, for my neighborhood. Without high tech, without dollars, without Facebook, just the power of the metanoia repentance. Because you and I have to be removed and have to be cleansed from the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Because in the day that you and I will eat of it, we shall guarantee surely die. It is the pulling down of strongholds. The power of Metanoia infiltrates and invades our thinking. Because heaven has a target bullseye. It will remove the barriers. It will penetrate and shatters the enemy's stronghold in the contamination of our minds. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty. Through God, through the pulling down of stronghold, casting down arguments. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Your opinions, my experience, your tradition, our preconceived ideas, is not gospel. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is power. The gift of metanoia is God's idea. Because in the book of James chapter 1 verse 17. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth. This metanoia is a gift. God told Cain. Sin wants to master over you. Do what is right. Repent. Esau sought it with tears. And he found no repentance. Repentance is a gift. I, has, I was suffering from epileptic seizures right after the end of my college uh, years, and I woke up one day, and I don't know my name. I don't know where I am. I just remembered I called my dad because my dad pays for everything. I was, they put, my dad brought me right away back to the United States, <clears throat> and people were, con, were witnessing to me about the gospel, and my religious uh, stronghold, my, you know, pride and my arrogance, I was insulted. Because I thought, because I don't sing, I don't dance, I don't, I don't date, and I don't drink, I was saved. I was a good churchgoer, go to church, mandatory. We have a ritual prayer in our home. And I was on my way to hell. And I hear the gospel. And I repented. And in that repentance, God brought power to heal me totally. That was 50 years ago. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God. So God is speaking to me this morning, to those of you who have kidney problems, liver failure, pancreas, diagnosis, and your sleepless nights, and your guilty conscience, and tormenting spirit today, as you hear this gospel, repent. And you shall be free. The metanoia is an understanding and fellowshipping and identifying with the gospel, the life and the death and the burial and the resurrection and ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't stop there. All of us, we need to remember this, that we are legally, legally sitting on the throne, ruling and reigning with him. Because God says in his word, for if you have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly you shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. And raise us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So today God would say to you, I have given you because of the gospel, I have given you access to go into the sacred place and touch the scepter of the king. a good place has been paid for. You have a reserved sitting, and sometimes it's unoccupied. You know, a few weeks ago, the Lord showed me Psalm 45, verse 6, and he said, Mila, this scepter is the scepter of justice. My people have been crying for me, when is justice going to come? But I have been inviting them to come into the access that I have paid for them. And I'm inviting them to touch the scepter so I can bring justice against the evil one. Because when we understand that this access is to an altar, an altar of transformation, not transaction. It is an altar of exchange. This is where we come and bring our weakness and we receive his strength. This is where we come and bring our fear and it's going to give us peace. It an until the altar, the Bible says, is the altar that sanctifies. Be holy, for I am holy. Every time you and I decide to come and use that access, God has invited us. God is saying to you, I will transform you. You do not have to transact. I already transacted your future and your birthright on the cross. My promises to you are yes and amen. And it is guaranteed. It is your birthright. I want you to be transformed into the image of my son. And in this place, we are going to meet the Holy Spirit, the executor of our inheritance. (laughs) And the Holy Spirit is going to bring us into metanoia repentance because the Holy Spirit will convict us every day. Because it is a mandatory kingdom operation. The baptism of repentance is the foundation of our Christian walk. It is non-negotiable. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he is commanding that all people everywhere to repent. Because he said, I am not willing for anyone to perish, but that all should come to repentance. The verdict has been adjudicated. The mind of the Lord has been made up. There is no need of manipulation or begging or song and dance. God said, I already made up my mind. I don't want any one of you to perish. But I want all of you to repent. So the Lord corrected my prayer when I prayed for my family. He says, Mila, I made a decision that I'm going to save you, Father, and save you, Mother, and save you, sisters and brothers. I don't want you to beg me. I ask you to pray that they come to repentance. And I changed my prayer. And they all got saved. God is saying to you today that this verdict is not going to change. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord and he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not yours and my ways are not your ways. If anyone desires to follow me, you see the ways of the kingdom. Let him pick up his cross and follow me. You know what happens when you and I put our thoughts and our ways in alignment with the Lord? There is what we call convergence. I've said it to you before. It's what I call shalom peace. The two has now become one. We have now made a decision that we are no longer going to evaluate his commandment. We are now going to receive it, accept it, follow him. And anything less than that is self deception. This convergence is the shalom peace that God is waiting for you and me in our marriages, in a husband and wife. That we knew and agree with this word. It doesn't have to be evaluated by the Western culture, it doesn't have to be, you know, a commentary by Dan of the Oriental tradition. It is something that you and I have to receive and believe. God said, "Husband, love your wife, as Jesus loves the church." The biggest message of the gospel, of teaching the world how Jesus loved the church, is for the world to see the, how husband love their wives. Somewhere in the Bible, <laughs> the earth shakes, and the, the, the earth trembles, and they cannot take and understand. Why a married woman is not loved. Husband, love your wife. Unequal. So your prayers will not be hindered. So I ask you today how's your business? How's your ministry? And how's your walk? If your wife today is going to give you a report card and you're going to ask her from 1 to 10, what is your report card? But God is saying to us, I want you to have a convergence so we can have a shalom peace. You know why I'm saying this? Trust me, I'm just a messenger. <laughs> because God says, I'm ready to bless their homes. I'm ready to expand their businesses. And I'm ready to explode their ministry. But wives, you thought I, you, I forgot about you. <laughs> <clears throat> Submit. I asked the Lord, I, I mean, what is that for? And the Lord says, You want me, you want to be a prayer warrior? You want to win every battle on your knees? It is for your covering, Mila. You are facing principalities and powers of darkness, and you don't dare live without that covering. For any one of you who wants to evaluate that, then you need to make a decision. Do you want to be a prayer warrior? That victory after victory? Or do you want to insist in your tradition and your way of thinking? Because this is not just to cramp your lifestyle, it is really battle formation. And I decided to the Lord, I want to be a prayer warrior for you. So I want to align. The power to choose metanoia, there were two trees. God would remind you today that God has given us two trees, <laughs> life, death, blessing or cursing, male or female. I want to explain to you. As a healthcare profession, academia, the word of knowledge now, has invaded our science and brought a lot of confusion to our doctors and our nurses. That there is going to be a man and a woman and a man can have a child and everything is all confused. <clears throat> God would remind you today that there were only two trees. One day I was reading the book of Matthew. You know, sometimes we read the Bible, we think we have read it through and through, and we think we understand (laughs) it. And I was reading this book of Matthew, and the Lord really told me, stop and read it again. It is a story, the Lord said, you ought to be reminded, Mila, that the thief will come to kill, to steal, and to destroy you. But I came to give you life, and life more abundantly. Remember that. Then I went to read Matthew, and it says... As a custom to the feast, the governor always, always, you know, give the crowd a choice to which thief or which prisoner he's going to set free. The people of Israel said, we want Barabbas. And let his blood be on us and our children. I'm going to pause here a little bit. Because some of you today need to be delivered from the words that you have released over your children, over your life, over your family, over your businesses. And God says to you today, repent. Because I am going to take away the curse from your life. And the Lord reminded me, Mila, every time, because he reminded me, because Barabbas was a thief, he was a murderer. And God says, every time you choose, not the truth, you always choose the thief. And the thief is going to come to kill and to steal, and he is going to slurp the very last energy that you have, because the enemy means business. So we need to be remembering today the choices that we made, The words that came out from our mouth. Because if the fruit is not Jesus, it's not life. And if it's not truth, you are not free. Because walking in truth is not just understanding truth, but abiding in him. Who is truth. The truth will set you free. The Bible says. Why is it that when people come to the altars of the church. 40 years later they become worse. Because they are clean. And they are empty. Hell's real estate is looking for clean and empty. That's why we need to be discipled. We need to be saturated. We need to be dripping wet. We need to be pickled by his word. That's why we need to be infused by the word. That's why pastor is saying you need to be infused with the word. Because that's why the contamination of this world, you know, as an infection control nurse, I know this. When you go to a room to somebody that's infected, that whole air, we have sometimes have a reverse circulation because we don't want this air to contaminate our nurses to come in. But you know what? Today we are contaminated with a virus of sin. And if you think, and you and I are holy, and we are exempted from all the uh, opposition of the enemy, think again. There is an enemy that's hovering over our lives because of the contaminations of our minds and the confession of our mouth. And you wonder, when am I going to be delivered? Listen to me. Christians need deliverance. Uh huh. <coughs> God is saying to us today that we need to understand this. That there were only two choices God has given us. You see, we need to have this, the word of God transform our mindset. When you read the word, God says, the heavens have gates. And he asked people of Israel to build walls. So why is it that there is a confusion about in the church of the living God about walls and about gates? But if the word of the living God is washing us today, we need to be secure about the decision that we make. Because every decision I make is going to influence the next generation. We need to come to the place that we need to have the word of God that will set us free. In other words, set the record. The Bible says in the book of Acts says that it's God who made man in one blood. And he made a decision to where to put us geographically. In other words, he is in charge of who, whether I come to the United States. But he said, come through the door. You know what, that should infiltrate the Christian thinking today. Because if ever we are going to make decisions that's not according to the word of God, we are going to set into motion the future of our next generation. So God is asking us today that we need to have this word clear our mindset. So, it is not just because us reading the word and the way we understand it. You know, Sodom and Gomorrah was not destroyed because of the sinful men. Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because there was not enough righteous people. The negotiated number was ten. And Lot couldn't even give nine more. Nine more. Each one of us can touch our family nine more. Nine more. Can you imagine every family here can win your family? Nine of your family to the Lord is going to change our culture. We need to understand that the spirit of Sodom is a Bible syndrome. What is that Bible syndrome? It's one world government, one world religion, a universal God, a God who doesn't have a son. I say this all the time. You know what that is? You and I, Christians who believe in the name above all name, you shut up your mouth and you do not have the right to petition the throne. Because now the one world government is saying to you that there is going to be the God that we want you to follow and this God doesn't have a son. We need to make sure that in every decision that we make, that is going to be the foundation, one of the foundations that our decision. The sin of Sodom is their arrogant. They're overfed. And they're unconcerned. That has infiltrated the church today. The entitled. The people full of knowledge. Lovers of self-promotion. Self-agenda and self-preservation. Yes, we assemble in church. But God says you go to the world. And I want you to influence, infiltrate and landscape your cities. I want you to build walls of salvation. Gates of praise, homes that has been, uh, the foundation is upon a rock, a city whose builder, an architect is God. But we are 85% professing Christian nation and our culture is not Christian. Because the beliefs that we hold and the value we embrace and the treasure we protect will create our culture. The leadership that is placed in power today is a reflection of the constituents who voted them in. The church today, 85% needs to repent. Because how can we, 85% of people, allow leadership who can believe that after a child comes out from the womb, that we can kill them, put them in a shelf, and wait them to die? How can we, by experience, In 1973, 1974, I held a child seven months old, drowned from its mother's womb in the name of abortion. I was a young Christian. And I asked to be in the room because I knew that something was not right. I did not assist, but this time I said I want to be in the room. And I demand to have an incubator. And it was a big you know, case, the owner of the hospital, the, the CEO, a, a, a Jewish millionaire that I led 30 years later to the Lord. was upset with me. I said, it is also my right, I'm a nurse. I'm here to protect life. And if this child is that seven-month-old that I count, then I demand to have an incubator. I baptize him and fill it. Andrew Philip. And they gave that child to me 20 minutes later after he was drowned from his mother's fluid. And they were going to throw Andrew Philip as one of our pathology tissue. And I demanded that they give Andrew Philip a funeral. That is the same mentality today. That the church is so confused what we are going to decide. For your children and the future of the next generation, we need to be aligning with the word. And that's why the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ demands from you and me, a metanoia repentance. I saw a vision, the Lord, I ask permission from the Lord if I will share it with you. I will share this spiritual vision. I saw a long line of men and women holding a card And in front of the line was a man collecting that card. And as I come to the end of the line, I gave my my card. And I saw it was my ballot box. And I saw that it was Jesus that was collecting the card. Not only those who dust them, but those who approve of them. So today, I want to challenge... Us as a church. Because this is our decade. This is our breakthrough. God is going to remove the stronghold of our life. He's going to remove the limitation in your home. God is going to finally give you the promise that God has promised you for so many long years. And you're wondering when it's going to come. You are a repentance away from your breakthrough. So I'm going to close with this because the Lord has specifically told me. I want you to open the altars of the church. And I, and the power of my gospel, is going to minister to them. I'm going to bring my children back to prosperity and healing and wholeness. Because we are going to come to repentance towards God and faith towards the Lord Jesus Christ. Freely you have received, freely give. Jesus told his disciples, when you go preach saying that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, you heal the sick cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. If the confrontation of the gospel, you have not experienced this, then you need to come again. Because this gospel is guaranteed. If you haven't seen any dead raised from the dead, uh, raised to life yet, then God is explaining to you, you were the very first dead that you saw, that came out from the dead to life. I was the very first dead in my life, that I saw God brought me from the Kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. The leprosy of my sin, I was cleansed because of the gospel. And the stronghold in my life of the religious spirit, the arrogance and the pride, the demonic forces of hell. Yes, I did not go to the manifestation of deliverance, but God delivered me. Fifty years ago, because of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If that not happened to you, then you need to meet again the gospel, the power of God. Because God is saying to you, guaranteed, it's not because of the preacher, it's not because of their, their style, it's because of the power of the gospel is going to do that to you. So today I want to obey the Lord. What He told me. This is your time to collect your long overdue breakthrough. This is a time that you will see your inheritance and your birthright come to pass. Because you can say freely you have received, then freely we can give. That when I minister to men and women today, I am not afraid of the demonic forces. I cast them out. And besides, to those of you who are counseling, and we believe in counseling. But first, cast them out. So you are not going to waste your time and your money talking to the imposter. This is the power of the gospel. (laughs) Hallelujah. I asked permission from our pastor, our pastor Gary. I said, the Lord told me to open the altars. I challenge you today. No music. Come to the altars for the sake of your future and the next generation, for your wholeness, for your deliverance. Come. And as the Lord I want to meet the power of metanoia, to so the power of the gospel. And I believe in my heart, the Lord says, this is the beginning of my people to see breakthrough. This is the time you're going to see your healing. This is, I want you to just come. I want you to be challenged. The Lord is saying to you, make this your beginning. Make this the first experience in your life. Just nobody praying for you. Just come before the Lord. And this is a promise, God says. It is my gospel. It is my power. And I will do it. In Jesus' name, Father, I have been obedient to what you have asked me to do. And so I ask you to do it today in the name of Jesus. Father God, we ask you today that you are going to touch the hearts of men and women. I ask you, Father, today that you're going to break the generation curse. I ask you to break, Father, wherever you are, you just kneel before the Lord. You ask the Lord to bring that spirit of repentance. And Lord, this is Valley Community Church that you have called, Father God, that we are going to participate with what you're doing, not only in this country, but the world. Father God, this, this this spirit of Father God that's removing, O oh Lord, and stealing the rest of your people, the sleep of your people, shall be broken in the name of Jesus. Father God, hallelujah, that you're going to cleanse the eyes of our people. Those who are listening today, if you are having problems with pornography in the name of Jesus, God is saying today, today that you are set free in the name of Jesus. Father God, I ask you, Lord, our generation curse, O oh Lord, Father God, to be broken in Jesus' name. I ask you, Father God, today that all of the gossip, all of our murmuring, all of Father God, of the judgmental attitude will be removed in Jesus' name. Today is the beginning, Father God, of our metanoia experience. Today is the beginning that we give permission to the power of the gospel to set us free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I just want you to just come before the Lord. I spoke to those of you who have liver issues, the Lord's very real. The Lord said to me, I'm going to cleanse their liver, I am going to heal their pancreas, and I'm going to put their kidneys back to function in the name of Jesus. Father God, in Jesus' name, it shall be done according to your word. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, today. Hallelujah. Maybe we can, hallelujah. Um, I will probably be needing some music here a little little bit. I I, know this is important. I saw the Lord. I saw the Lord ministering to you. That child, that child that you have that's run away, the child is lost. He's coming home. Because God is waiting for you to have repentance in your heart. That sister, that brother that you're not talking to, God is saying to you, I'm going to bring restoration and healing. Oh, hallelujah. Father God, Lord, and there are some women, hallelujah, listening today that you have some some diseases because of promiscuity. In the name of Jesus, God is saying to you today that the doctor said it's impossible, but nothing is impossible for God. In the name of Jesus, we decree and we declare this, Father, in Jesus' name. Those of you who are having some problems with habits right now, uh, smoking, drinking, in the name of Jesus, even drugs, God would say to you today, this is your day of deliverance, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, hallelujah your high blood pressure in the name of Jesus God is going to say I'm going to regulate it for you back to the place where I created hallelujah your vascular system in Jesus name hallelujah father Oh yes hallelujah your daughter is not long gone your daughter is going to come back your daughter is going to be made whole and your daughter is going to be restored in the name of Jesus hallelujah father Oh, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Those of you who have filed bankruptcy, God is saying to you today, I am going to give you the chance to recover. God is going to change the resume of your economics. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where's this, Terry? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Terry to close this If somebody. Hallelujah. Continue to pray. This is important. We have time. Hallelujah. There's... Guys, we, uh, the Lord told me to make it short, to give you enough time to talk to him, uh, to, to make things, fix things. And those of you who have some, some quarrels or some, some uh, broken relationship after today, you need to fix it. Because God is saying to you, I am going to usher you an abundant supply of the blessings you've been waiting for in Jesus name. Continue to seek the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is going to do this for us.
1: Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Jesus is the light of the world and he broke through darkness. He broke through by the command of God. When God said, let there be light, the world was dark. and light broke through the darkness and created so much. Jesus is the light, and he breaks through. But you know what he tells us? He tells us now that we are the light. We are the light of the world. And let me tell you, the Lord brought to us this couple weeks ago that you're waiting on breakthroughs. Let me tell you, you're the breakthrough. You are the light. You are the breakthrough. You are the one sent. You are the one given the word. You are the one given knowledge. You are the one given insight, wisdom, discretion, and discernment. You have been given that in your family. You know and understand things. You see it, you hear it, and you don't say anything. But the Lord has given you the power and the authority to be the breakthrough in your family, the breakthrough in your marriage. You're the one that has the authority in you by Jesus Christ. Amen? He didn't die just to give us healing and make us feel good. He gave us power to make a breakthrough in this life and in this world. And do not. I love Pastor Mila. Oh, my goodness. We are sitting by waiting to see what's going to happen. Who's going to do this and who's going to do that? And how is everybody going to react? And we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. Stand up and make a difference. Be the breakthrough. Be the light that's been given to you by Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you just raise your hands right now? Lord, we come to you and we thank you, Lord. We thank you that we receive today, Lord, all of these things, Lord. Thank you for healing us, Lord. Thank you for delivering us from all these things these habits Lord like she said that our eyes would be off of pornography that our ears would not be tuned into gossip and that our taste Lord would would be tuned into your word we want a taste of you Lord taste and see that you are good Lord that all of our senses are in tuned and exercised, Lord to do your will to do what you called us to so thank you Lord for redeeming us and Lord for forgiving us, forgiving us your love Lord and your mercy that's new every day Lord we can rise up and overcome okay those things, I may have did all those yesterday but today's a new day, I repent, I receive your forgiveness Lord and I stand up and rise again because a righteous man may fall but he may fall seven times but he gets back up and he stands righteous because Lord you do not condemn us Lord you bring us to life Lord you bring us to that abundant life in you and so we we choose to walk in your life today and in your light that you have given us and I thank you for my family here Lord together we will stand Lord and do your will in Jesus name and all God's people say amen amen thank you can we thank Dr. Mila such a great mentor in the Lord. Well, God bless you. Have a blessed day and we'll see you next week.